Welcome to our Advent devotional series. We're calling it Come Lord Jesus. And uh, we're focusing on these three Advents or these three comings uh, promised uh, to us. The first one is the coming in the flesh of the Son of God, taking on human sin, dying for us, rising again, defeating our our enemies, the unholy trinity, sin, death, and the devil. Uh, The second advent is the one um, we're focusing on this week with the readings, which is um, the appearance of Christ at the end of time, this day of the Lord. And in the in-between time, we have this great gift, great promise that the Lord Jesus continually comes to us and gives to us all of his gifts. Now, in Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25, uh, Jesus speaks to us of uh, the end of the age. He says there will also be signs, and we are to be aware of these signs and to beware, uh, to be ready, uh, to not be afraid. And the book of Revelation will encourage us specifically uh, that we will be blessed that we we blessed with this promise of the second appearance of Jesus. Now, uh, there's multiple accounts in the Gospels that speak about this um, this end of time and the signs. In Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 36, uh, the text says that there will be signs. Jesus says there will be these things happening uh, as the day of the Lord uh, approaches. Luke chapter 21, verse 25, Jesus says, There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth, and nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea, and men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And so there there again will be a number of different signs that uh, we will see that we will pay attention to. Uh, and ask the question, what does this mean? What's what's happening? And uh, as we understand the revelation of Jesus, when there's wars and rumors of wars and tossing of the seas and signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and famines and plagues, uh, these are all calls to us to repent and to be ready uh, that the time of uh, the appearance, the second uh, coming of Jesus is near. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity. Those who don't know the promises of Christ will be in fear, but not us uh, who have faith in, in Christ. Now, Luke chapter 21 continues, verse 27, it says, At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. So just as Jesus ascended into heaven uh, in in a cloud, so also uh, we are told that one day he will appear coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And then these words, uh, specifically to the church, verse 28, when these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. So uh, during these these times, especially, especially uh, these difficult times, Uh, Wars and rumors of wars and plagues and famines and uncertainty and perplexity, you know, tossing and roaring of the seas, um, that, that the church is called to stand up and lift up your head because your redemption is drawing near. The one that we hope for is appearing. And so we're not in, uh, fear. We're not in anguish. We're not in perplexity 
in terror like the rest of the world. But we stand up boldly, lift up our heads, because the one who promised to reappear uh, will come in the clouds with great power and great glory. So it's, it's going to be this promise. Um, we're going to find here, Luke is going to talk about you know a fig tree and fruit and really the promise of an eternal summer. So if you think of kind of your most favorite time during the summertime, uh, usually it's uh, maybe with family in a peaceful place, relaxing and full of great joy. There's this imagery that uh, there will be an eternal summer promised to us when Jesus reappears. Uh, And so here's the imagery in uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 29. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all of the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that the summer is near. Made it through the winter, uh, made it through the barren times. Now new leaves, uh, fruit is coming. You know that summer is near just by looking at, uh, at the trees. Jesus says, even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is near. And so we pray, thy kingdom come. Now, it needs to be distinguished uh, what this kingdom is, right? And so there are three kingdoms of God. There's this kingdom of power, uh, there's a kingdom of grace, and there's the kingdom of glory. Now, his kingdom of power is his kingdom rule and reign over all things, uh, that he is the creator of all, he is the redeemer of all, uh, sanctifier of of all things, this triune God rules and reigns, um, and his purposes cannot be thwarted. Uh, so nothing catches him, you know, off his uh, guard or uh, is hidden from his sight or attention. So we don't pray that all of a sudden God would have this power to rule and reign uh, over his creation. He already has that. The kingdom of uh, uh, that we're praying for, two kingdoms that we're praying for in this petition, thy kingdom come, is God's kingdom of grace, which is in time, proclaiming the gospel, that we hold on to it by faith, that the evil one cannot lead us into despair, but we hold fast to the promises of Christ, and that this gospel would be spread throughout the whole world, that many would hear it, that many would believe it. So that's what we're praying in thy kingdom come when we speak about the kingdom of grace. It's really a a mission prayer. May your gospel go forth and may many believe it and hold fast to it. And so we're, we're praying for the kingdom of grace. But we're also praying for the kingdom of glory, which is uh, the promise that one day Christ will reappear, make all things new. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more, no more suffering. So when we pray, thy kingdom come, it's, it's again, not that God would somehow all of a sudden um, uh, stir himself to be powerful, to rule and to reign, but rather um, that he would have his gospel continually go forth. People would hear it, believe it. And that uh, this kingdom of glory, we would anticipate it. And uh, each day, again, we're getting closer and closer to the day when Christ himself will reappear and make all things new. And so what does what does this prayer mean? Well, Luther's uh, small little catechism, he writes these words. He says, thy kingdom come. What does this mean? Well, the answer, 
The kingdom of God comes indeed without our prayer of itself, but we pray in this petition that it may come unto us also. And then he says, well, how is this done? When our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, said by his grace, we believe his his holy word and lead a godly life here in time and hereafter in eternity. So uh, thy kingdom come, kingdom of grace, kingdom of glory. And so uh, that's our little Advent prayer, isn't it? Uh, praying that God would uh, would reappear one day, one day closer, uh, but that he would continually come to us and give to us all of his uh, gifts, specifically the forgiveness of sins, that we might believe his word, lead a godly life here in time and hereafter in eternity. And so that's why we can pray, come Lord Jesus. Jesus.